want you to hit me as hard as you can. When I say the name Cuba Gooding Jr., what do you think of? Boys in the Hood? Show Me the Money? His unforgettable Oscar speech? O.J. Simpson? Or do you think of a silly man falling down in horrible kids' movies? The correct answer is all of the above. Cuba Gooding Jr. is the epitome of what it means to be a great actor and a bad actor at the same time. He's known for being great just as much as he's known for being not so great. He's an enigma, a mystery, one of a kind, who always surprises us with amazingness or schlock. It's kind of a thrill to see which one we're going to get. At one time, this guy was on the fast track to becoming the biggest movie star in the world. But then, suddenly, he fell off the map. So, what the f*** happened to Cuba Gooding Jr.? WTF! To understand the fall of mighty King Kuba, one must go back to his origin. He starred in Boys in the Hood, which was a groundbreaking, world-shaking event of a movie. He was the talk of the town, the new fresh face. This kid had moxie, let me tell ya. This was followed by A Few Good Men, where he held his own alongside A-listers, like Tom and Jack. Everybody wanted a piece of Kuba. His career was taking off, but he was afraid of being typecast as a boy from the hood. So he immediately turned down any film that in any way resembled John Singleton's masterpiece. Ricky! He wanted to show the world that he had range, and his next project was Lightning Jack, a Western comedy starring Paul Hogan. This would be the first of many bizarre, unexpected role choices from Mr. Gooding. The film did very poorly with critics and audiences alike. Unfortunately, we would learn that parts like this would often confuse audiences on what type of actor Cuba was supposed to be. And I believe that that mindset led to the downfall of Cuba. Moviegoers wanted him to be something else, but he just did his own thing, which I respect. Sometimes. That's Cuba Gooding Jr. doesn't fit into a category. He's just Cuba. But when he finds the right role, it's almost perfection. Sometimes it just takes a little while to find it. In 1995, he nabbed a supporting role in the monkey thriller Outbreak, once again holding his own alongside Hollywood greats like Dustin Hoffman and Morgan Freeman. But in 1996, a film called Jerry Maguire changed his world and got Cuba Gooding Jr. some Oscar gold. The energy that he brought to the screen and to the Academy stage seemed to guarantee him a fruitful career of nothing but smash hits and award winners. I guess you can say he showed us the money. <laughs> but that money would run out soon and Cuba Gooding Jr. pretty much became the poster boy for the Oscar curse. After winning Best Supporting Actor, his head became big and his ego got in the way of his career choices. Cuba focused too much on his Oscar than his art. I became Academy Award winner Cuba Gooding Jr., so I was too precious about that title when I should have just worked, just kept working with great directors. All of the success might have been too much too soon. He became extremely selective of his roles, which backfired and caused him to pass up on big-time directors like Steven Spielberg, who really, really wanted him for Amistad. Cuba Gooding Jr. believes that he might have offended the wrong people by declining certain movies, which hurt his career. He also turned down Hotel Rwanda, which would have done wonders for his career. But you never know, things happen for a reason. Police. He did have a small hot streak 
with films like As Good As It Gets, What Dreams May Come, Men of Honor, and even Instinct, another interesting monkey thriller that did poorly at the box office but now is getting kind of a small cult following, and some say it contains a really good underrated performance by Cuba. And he tried really hard to be an action hero. There was the film Chill Factor, which was a bomb that blew up in his face. It lost millions and millions and millions at the box office. Millions. On video cassette and DVD, action is being served on the rocks with a twist. You want to attack me with an empty gun? When this is all over, remind me to kick your... Pearl Harbor was horrible, but he was still good in it. Gooding Jr. was probably the best thing about that movie. So even though he let us down a few times, we still held on to hope for Cuba. We could feel that he would get things going again soon and be the Cuba we had all dreamed he would be. But this was followed by Rat Race, a remake of the comedy classic It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. This was another head-scratching decision for Cuba, since the real Mad, Mad World was expecting him to keep it up with the heavy dramatic stuff. But for some reason, Cuba felt the need to go slapstick. And, and there's nothing wrong with the wonderful art of slapstick, but sometimes the slap doesn't exactly stick. And we, people of the nation of Cuba, convinced ourselves that he just wanted to play around a little bit. You know, have a little fun, make something for the kids, get it out of his system. And then he could go back to delivering us some of that good old dramatic cinema. Or so we thought. Stop the bus! Stop it! Put it out! Just put it out and stop it! 2002 was the worst year ever for, for Cuba Gooding Jr. Even though it was the year that he got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, we cannot forget that the year 2002 Anno Domini gave us the films Snow Dogs and Boat Trip. Both films are so awful on so many different levels. Boat Trip is about two heterosexual gentlemen who accidentally find themselves on a homosexual cruise. He was nominated for Worst Actor at the Razzies. And Snow Dogs is about another heterosexual gentleman who has some dogs in the snow. These films are as unfunny as they sound and are full of horrible offensive stereotypes about talking dogs. You really stepped in it this time. <laughs> Fighting Temptations did okay, not enough to really call it a hit, and its success was probably due more to Beyonce than Cuba. No offense, Cuba, but it's Beyonce. And then came Radio. Oh, Radio, Radio, Radio. Cuba's infamously misguided attempt at Oscar bait. And if Video killed the Radio Star, well, Radio killed Cuba's star. But at this time, Cuba Gooding Jr. couldn't win, no matter what he did. People complained about his goofball performances, then they complained about his Oscar bait. So when he does comedy, they hate him. When he does drama, they hate him. He just couldn't win it this time. He just couldn't win. And then he hooked his wagon onto Norbit, the Eddie Murphy disaster. Some say it doesn't get worse than Norbit. I actually haven't seen it, so it feels unfair to bash it, but everyone does, so Norbit, you suck. And he received yet another Razzie nomination for Daddy Day Camp which was so bad that even Eddie Murphy didn't want to return. Little did Eddie know that boy getting haircut in Coming to America would take over his beloved daddy daycare empire. <laughs> what was that about? Cuba Gooding Jr. has been quoted saying that he was in actor's jail. 
and from 2008 to 2013, this was pretty much true. He did well over a dozen movies during those years. All but a small handful went straight to DVD. He calls this the direct-to-video trash time of his life. But on a brighter side, Gooding Jr. says that doing those films allowed him to learn more about the craft of filmmaking. It was a different experience, a different way of making movies. Making bad movies can be very educational. And when you make enough bad movies, you get them out of your system, and then you only have good movies left to make. Right? But most importantly, Kuba learned his lesson and grew as an artist, or whatever. Me! I help you! Help everybody! <laughs> Kuba blames his downfall on nobody else but himself. And I blame Kuba as well. The world blames Kuba. Kuba blames Kuba. He would eventually land a few decent small supporting roles in a handful of really respected films, like The Butler and Selma. And he said yes to American Gangster right away just because he heard that Ridley Scott was directing. Kuba was done turning down talented respected filmmakers. Good for him. So at around that time, we were starting to see hints at Kuba's big cinematic comeback. It was an exciting time to be alive. But in the middle of all that, he also did a film called Freedom, which still sits at 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. And we all must trust the Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, and we can't forget the third Machete movie. He was in it. Damn. I was just starting to get used to this face. But TV, also known as television, is where he would get his big comeback. With Empire, American Horror Story, and American Crime Story where he gave a brilliant Emmy-nominated performance as O.J. Simpson. Kuba was back, and it was all thanks to O.J. Simpson. Thanks, O.J. I mean, no, um, no, no thanks, O.J. I don't know. So what I like about Kuba Gooding Jr. is how his life reflects the best works of his career. Kuba himself even says that he can really relate to his characters in Boys in the Hood, Jerry Maguire, and American Crime Story. And in real life, and in Boys in the Hood, he was a young, clueless kid dealing with a big, dangerous world all around him. Jerry Maguire, he was a hot, up-and-coming star at the top of his game, looking for his big break. And I'm supposed to be a superstar, man! And then there's OJ. They're both former superstars past their prime, who had some football stuff in their past. Kuba was also dealing with a divorce, and he lived in the same area as the infamous murders. So while playing all these characters, Kuba could really pull from his real-life experiences. And that's probably what makes these characters so authentic, and why they're considered his best. Oh, and now, like OJ, Kuba's facing his own legal battles. It's, it's not murder, but it's, it's, it's not good. And at the time of making this video, it's still an ongoing case, so I really don't want to say anything about it, other than I hope you didn't do bad things, Kuba. You were doing so well with this OJ comeback, so please don't f*** it up. But this video isn't about that. It's about his movie career. Movies, yes. We like movies, movies, movies. What you gonna do, Jerry? Me the money! Congratulations, you're still my agent. Kuba is still as energetic as ever, but now his voice is a little rough and raspy partly because of health reasons and partly because of O.J. Simpson, playing O.J. Simpson. He's so dedicated to the role that he actually injured his vocal cords doing the O.J. voice. But don't worry about Kuba. He seems to be enjoying himself and partying up and having a good time. Maybe a little bit too good of a time. But I believe in you, Kuba Gooding Jr. I believe in you. But I guess only time will truly tell. What the f happened to Cuba Gooding Jr. What 
else could go wrong? No, 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 please. When I won the Oscar, I was so, I, you know, I fell in that mindset that this is a, was a precious role. People are shouting, show me the money everywhere. It's like, you know, you have to find the right role. Mm -hmm. I think, and it was bred out of that whole thing of Boys in the Hood of playing the street guys and then not doing that again. Mm -hmm. So I, I, but I was in the opposite frame of mind that I just didn't want anything that could parody the fact that I was like a tagline in a movie. Show me the money. Just look at me, <laughs> I'm taking too long. Okay.